Uh, this is Kiefer's Corn on uh, Paranormal Things. I'm bringing you a, a, a Josh Gates uh, segment on uh, Destination Truth called uh, the Kazana Monster uh, HD, and uh, it's on it's on uh, Destination Truth uh, season five, episode seven, and we're gonna join it in progress. Kazakhstan. They're going to Kazakhstan, which is in uh, like Asia. Kiyakada. Okay, that, that's how you pronounce it. it. It could be like a bottle snow monster um, trying to uh, keep all this uh, together. Um, he tries to uh, investigate all the. Uh, looks like a gorilla. You know, it could be a gorilla. Probably not, probably not in that area, but he, nine, nine foot, looks like a werewolf, <laughs> looks like the werewolf that they had in London. Kikeza Kadan Monster Watches You can watch him in HD The fringes of the Former Soviet Union USSR That was the communist nation The last invasion they tried to do Was in Afghanistan Which didn't work in 1980 it's the most landlocked nation in the world because there's no land everywhere except Kazakhstan. It looks pretty modern when you really look at it. It's uh, you like, uh, come on, come on, Ryder. Shadanka, personal experience with this creature. I wonder what, wonder what it was that it actually. Turn this up just a hair so you can. Or I knock it down. I'm just letting you hear what they're having to say here. By the sound of the voice, this guy, he actually had a the monster that they're trying to, to find in this episode. They're trying to find uh, the Kaza uh, Kazakhan monster. It's in uh, Kazakhstan, a country that was communist during the USSR days, communist days, communist bloc nations. And they always bring it to the marketplace, which is good. That's where they're at, some delicacies. And turn this down so you can hear what I got to say, too. Last, last podcast, you couldn't hear what I had to say. The top of a roof, roosters, and they're eating them like it's like chicken. Ooh, I hope it ain't raw. Chicken, chicken. Looks like it tastes like chicken. Uh, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, sheep's heads. Yeah. Whatever goes from the United States that we the market and eventually tracked down the farmer and I asked him to describe what he saw. Another person actually let's turn this back up. I'll let him describe these witnesses I'll let, let you listen to them. I'll turn up the volume. I kinda lay back and let the let the gentleman tell a story. It made some kind of a whistling sound. Do you think that this creature or other creatures are still up in these mountains? He thinks it's deeper in the mountains, but yes, absolutely, it's there. With many encounters reported in the distant rural villages, we decided to continue our investigation there. From Almaty, we would head 160 miles east to the first Shan Mountains. We drove deep into the hills up breathtaking roads, seeking out locals who have encountered the creature for generations. In a traditional village, we were directed into a yurt for a formal introduction to the community. There's mountains everywhere. Asia just must be one gigantic mountain. Probably part of the Himalayans, because that's... That's a little bit further, I'd say a little bit further east. They're doing traditional, this is a traditional music. They really bring out the um, traditional um, instruments, traditions, foods, everything. Josh Gates, when he goes all over the world, he goes. And they go... The last episode we'll have to bring one of these days on podcast is uh, my podcast, which is uh, Hanging Coffin. It's episode 7, season 5. It's when Josh Gates was um, trying to uh, investigate Hanging Coffin. For the sake of diplomacy, we called it a draw. I then took aside the leader of the group who told me more about the history of the Kiyakadan. Kiyakadan. That's how they pronounce it. Kiyakadan. That's hard to... Not the way it's spelled. Kaz, Kazka with an H on the end of it. Monster. <laughs> Kazka. I'll have to go up into the mountains and get this. The musician suggests that I head next door to speak with a man who hunted in the mountains with the aid of a trained falcon and who encountered the creature last week. So tell me about this encounter that you had. I saw one with a shape that was big and have a long... A hairy, big hairy monster. This guy's got a falcon in one hand so he, with a blindfold on it so he can't see. So where exactly did the sighting happen? In this gorge. So is it in this gorge, so... Yes, we need some I show you exactly where Okay, great, okay, So they're going to have a Charmin to tell, take them up to the... They're going to peer ahead in, in the wilderness and we're going to... They're going to actually... Keep the eyes peeled. And right it's about 4.55 right now here in Pennsylvania. I'm Keith. Your paranormal uh, thing. Things. Podcast. Welcome to my podcast. We're, we're using Josh Gates 
Destination Truth, Episode uh, 7, uh, Season 5. It's a, it's a monster that they call the Kazakhan Monster. They're using a falcon to try and use the eyes of... It's amazing that this guy, he just swings this big bag around. It's, uh, it's, I guess it's like a re- re- retriever. It's just like a retriever. I wonder if they put the mask back on. They're, they're on horseback in these mountains now. Must be, must be, um, the summer of the year or the spring, because as I guess usually in the mountains it gets snowy cold. During, dirt roads were nearly impassable. Yeah, well, I don't know. They, they, they had a four-wheel drive, which ain't working very good. So they had, uh, so they're using vehicles and they're more, more attainable to climb mountains and stuff like that. So they've been, you know, they're on trails that haven't been there for a while. People are probably scared to go up there with them. This thing's supposed to tear your lungs out, I guess. Reach down your throat and tear your lungs out. That's how nine foot tall. Can you imagine finding a big foot, nine foot tall? Bigfoot's become a big craze back in 1967 when a guy filmed one in uh, in the, some uh, in California woods and. Oh my God! They're gonna they're gonna. Instead of repair, instead of repelling, they gotta climb rock. I don't know if they do this just for sport or not. He doesn't. This guy doesn't flinch. He's tough. Can you imagine why? Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Destination Truth. We're back again. Well, there a rock is brittle, so he's just hanging on by a thread. I don't know if there's anything these guys can do to help him. They just kind of watch helplessly where he's about 65 feet in the air. This guy's... I don't know if they're going to rock climb or, or he, he's the only one who's going to do it. He climbed up. He climbed up without a rope. Oh my god! You hear Josh in the background. According to the locals, these higher elevations were the creature's home. After a short hike, we found a snow-capped mountains. This is supposed to be. They're going to set up base camp and do a... Um, this is a pretty uncharted environment. Richie, let's talk about dangers out here tonight. We have to watch out for roaming bears and packs of wolves. Also, steep ridges and steep rock walls. So if you take a step the wrong way, slip and fall can mean a long way down. To the way bottom. down. So you have 90 feet down. 
Uh, I don't know if I'd do this during, I'd do a broad daylight investigation. They always do it at night, you know, maybe they can gain better ground with horses and, you know. Ryder's like, like uh, Josh Gates' is second, second in command. And the rest of them are just peons. <laughs> Excuse my language here. I'm just letting you hear what, what he has to say. I know more than I do. My name's Keith, and I uh, have paranormal things. Um, my podcast, I like the podcast. I like to bring you the paranormal, uh, the ghosts, the, uh, the unusual, the macabre, um, the uh, strange, UFOs, the little green men from Mars, the whole nine yards. One of these days we'll have to do a, an investigation. Kind of. He caught something on the thermal. Take us up to take the podcast and. Somebody fell. He slid down the side of the hill. His head, he actually looked like he hit his head on a rock. These guys, these guys are true professionals. I like to do this uncut. That's why I like to. Plus, it's, it's hard when you're not techni- techno uh, guy. We're now at 15 minutes of our pod. So they can hear, they can hear this, this monster in the background. You know, we had reports of whistling from the eyewitnesses, and that's definitely what we just heard was some whistling. She heard some whistling, and that's what the monster makes uh, to let you know that it's around. And there's a few groves of trees that are really dense. I think if we go up there, we might find something. Let's head that way. You get anything on the flare, which is heat and cold. That's what it measures. It's a picture that measures heat and cold. It's all the all the ground's cold because it's blue, and when it, when it hits heat, it turns red. 
being a paranormal investigator, it's really interesting. Um, you can try to prove life after death. That's one thing. Then you have other things you can uh, explore, like UFOs and the Bigfoot uh, Champ, which is Lake Champlain's uh, version of Nessie. And you have Nessie itself. One of these days we'll try to get guests on and hey, see if we can get into some guests on our podcast to, you know, more, more or less, you know, discuss rather than narrate, you know, what's going on here. It's a full moon. And it's, so, it's so bright. It's so bright. It's like sunshine in certain areas, how it reflects. It's big too. It's definitely not a horse. It looks big. Josh can hear. He's going to bring the parabolic, which which magnifies hearing. It might be it might be the uh, monster that they're looking for. It looks like a bigfoot with claws and uh, and a werewolf face. Yeah, it's like miles away. Oh, they gotta be kidding at night. They must have really good people to help GPS uh, their locations when they're all over the place. It's um, it's real, like I said, really interesting to be a paranormal investigator. Uh, you don't have to have a license or or any knowledge um, but you'll have to get the experience and go online and get yourself a uh, starter kit that's how I started we used to have a group called the uh, Ghouls and Ghosties Paranormal Group we used to go around you know doing cemetery investigations during broad daylight of course because you don't want to do an investigation on your own you can do an investigation on your own at night you fall through an old floor or something like that there's no one but you around. You're in a world of hurt. But they, they have, they, they believe that they found, you know, remnants of this. It's getting inky dark up here. Yeah, it's really dark. I, yeah, the, the, the moon just went right behind the clouds, and now they're no start. I wouldn't go any further than that. They have a hit on the floor.
Riders thought she saw something. See if they can hear. Need to see it on the floor if you got it. Looks like, yeah, there's like a light in the distance. It's way off in the distance. It's moving too. It's going away. You guys are fearless. It, it could be a tiger, or a bear, a lion, whatever. We scoured the forests, but whatever we encountered backed off and never reemerged. And with the lunar eclipse waning, the sun wasn't far behind. By the light of a new day, we made the trek back down toward Almaty, where we flew home to Los Angeles to put the puzzle pieces, back, put, put puzzle pieces together. Let you listen to what hit, what they're analyzed. That's something I can't. But I can't um, narrate. Well, I definitely see something, but it's too small to be what the folks up there claim to be seeing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is not a large bipedal animal. No. But what about the strange noise? The guy says it's nine feet long. But that has to be a small Kia Kadan. That's how you pronounce it. Can't never get a hold of it. It's, it's, it's like a Russian word. What's that? Sounds like a squeaking kind of whistle. Well, it's certainly not from a large animal at all. My best guess would be avian or bird. Of some type, two different types of birds. Yeah, sounded like a squeak, like a falcon. Or animal we saw in the field. See that, like it's almost like a a, a light spot. Yeah, that's it. There's something there. It looks like it could be a, a tall creature. So you've got a, a number of different species that are found in that area that the people could be mistaking. Could be bear. Could be an elk. That's what I'm saying. Something big. possible that there could be something unidentified in this area? Oh, absolutely. Just because of the remoteness of it, it's not an area that a lot of scientists have been to. So perhaps there's another chapter in the story still. Uh, let's hope so. Kazakhstan is a place of extremes. Mm. It's glittering it's big, modern cities. Seem a world they got, yeah, they have modern cities over there. Uh, Kazakhstan they must be really unbelievable. That's our episode of uh, Destination Truth, episode 5. This is my episode 3. And um, you're on Anchor FM. Uh, welcome, to my, welcome to the end of my show. Until uh, we meet again, sleep tight. Welcome to my podcast.
paranormal things. And we're going to see um, ghost hunters, or not ghost hunters, but UFO hunters um, coming out of the hill with all these flying saucers. Dalsa, Dalsa uh, Air Base in um, New Mexico. Uh, they, have, they have everything that you can imagine. They cut through rock with something that melts the rock. Can you realize that? Um, this is uh, season three, episode two, and it, uh, they dug a, a base into the hillside. It's it has the only reason how you how the people knows is because there's um, vents coming out of the. Uh, Oh, oh. In, yeah, he's this guy's a skeptic. He he believes in. It's as simple as it gets. So they're going to try to see, investigate, and see if there's a. Uh, yeah, this guy looks like Will Ferrell. On, all, gonna, on the reservation, they built it on a reservation where. No people can get to it. You know, if the Indians stop you, you have to stop. I guess they're subjected to the law, too. Their laws. They're out in the middle of desert nowhere. Dulce, New Mexico. It's like going going back in time. Secret underground base. Unbelievable. Yeah, they have experiments out out. On human beings and on aliens. I don't know if... And they tried to fuse them together. Dulce is the under, ultimate uh, underground operation. It's huge. We're here in Dulce meeting with Bob and Ken. Investigators have been looking into this area for over 10 years now. It's just, it's just amazing how long... This is Pat Urquhart. He's... Uh, one of the ghost One of the um papers from this retired Air Force Colonel Hunters It's an underground alien base uh, on the history channel. You can go there to get that, but it's on YouTube. Also talked about a fight in seventy nine the Greys took over our scientists. Delta, the Greys took over the scientists. CIA, the security forces in the mountain itself. They went down to get the scientists, and a firefight occurred from 62 to 72. Bodies were pulled out of there. They're saying there was a war of aliens. and contacted by a Hickory police officer. We went onto the reservation. Out of my peripheral vision, I see a squad car pull up. He said to me, uh, what are you looking at? I said the arch land, and I, I just bluntly looked at him and said, "Were you here in '79 when they dragged the bodies out of the arch land?" He looks me dead in the face and says, "Yes, but we're not allowed to talk about it." Yes, but we're not allowed to talk about it. Ain't that bizarre? He's forbidden to talk about it. So, firefighter, 1972. Can you believe that? What role does arch land Mesa play in all this? The only thing that we can think of is that it's in a remote area, and it's only accessible from certain points. They drilled it through, and they got supposedly six floors of this base in the mountains, and they experiment on human beings as far as 
trying to fuse them together with aliens and make some kind of master race or whatever. Something out of Hitler. Area 51, Dawson, New Mexico. And that's what started the fire. Second version was that it was an F-16 that crashed, and that came from an Air Force major. But I can't find anything about the crash, what caused the crash. Exactly. What happened to the pilot or anything. <laughs> it's like it never existed. Maybe the alien craft did. I bring you the evidence on these recordings, and then I uh, try to solve them. Solve them, you know, if there's some kind of riddle to um, UFOs. They they exist. Some people, some people, they don't. I think it's just uh, propulsion units that they've been trying to um, build for years, you know, with technology. Uh, but I think it's alien technology because uh, you're so engines are so fast. If they're so fast, they should be able to make Mars in days, less than that, days. I don't know. They can't get anywhere. They can't get anywhere near this place because it's all fenced in. Why would you fence in a mountain? Why would there be vents, you know, if somebody wasn't in there, like mine shafts? I can understand if they were mines, but they're not mines. They are, um, they're from seven floors of a, uh, a building here. Gotta get this head out of the way. Flying across and landing right on top. Uh, uh, he's describing a. Was it was it round? Yeah. Yeah, a spherical type flying saucer, kind of out of lost in space. It was smooth. It's amazing. Wow. He almost hit it. Now he's hovering. They figure they hover. I don't want to see if the coast is clear or what, but uh, I believe he believes there's a UFO base. And there's, they, I thought there wasn't an airplane that can land up there. But it's a single engine, like Cessna or something like that, and they can get out. They need to, you know, to go places or, you know, go home or whatever. I'm off to Las Vegas to talk to John Wheeler about the mysteries of the Dulcie. Mysteries of the Dulcie. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Can you start us off and tell us how this whole story began? I met Ann West. Ann West. His name was Thomas Costello. Thomas. He escaped with seven minutes of videotape, 25 black and white photos, and about 100 pages of information on what was going on there. I wonder why he took that. It's like, that's a espionage. He could get, and if he... What I want to do is bury this information. Uh, I'll contact you every four months. If I miss two meetings in a row, then I will take that information and expose what's going on. When she was shown the photos... The guy still uses like an, a man, manual typewriter to, to type things. What is there at Dulcie from these drawings? What are these things? 
I, I couldn't even I couldn't even describe them to you because it looks like a bang. He said alien, dead alien was submerged in a yellow liquid. Three fingers, two toes. Three, finger, three fingers and two toes. That's all That's all that the little gray men have. They're, you know, if you look at War of the Worlds, the original cast, um, they had the three toes, three fingers. The three fingers anyways. And, uh, but it, it was a bulkier head. Nobody knows these people. I, I doubt if they're gonna they're gonna tell you either. John Especially said that he's the guy who got all the information who worked right there at the Delsey base inside the boxes that supposedly this guy Thomas Costello left were photographs. photographs. I'm gonna show you. He's gonna show you some of the photographs. Sketching me from like the photograph. Okay. Looks like uh, pieces of. A cow. A cow fetus. He's a skeptic. You're saying that in this Archuleta right here, Archuleta Mesa, all this sinister stuff is going on. Yes. Wow. We're going to meet with John Rose, who's the repository of all information about what the Delphi base is, Excuse me. what's going on there, what they're doing. What they're doing and how they're doing it. What they're, they're doing, they're cutting fetuses out of cows and saying the coyotes and different things ate them. But they're using the, the fetuses, or they're using the cows, fetus for to, to make alien slash humans. It's amazing. Something out of Adolf Hitler trying to create master races using genetics. Then each area is connected by corridors and passageways. Something out of the Tom Tom. If you look at Tom Tom, it's like a, like eighty floors of uh, places where people can live, and and. Boy, they measure these. Humans experiment for genetic research. Um, and aliens reverse versa visa. Every level, every level you go down from one, it gets worse and worse as far as experimental. They, they try to mute, you know, fuse. Are you talking about extraterrestrial visitors that are working with our government? Yes, yes, both. John Rhodes talks about the government working with aliens, doing these weird experiments. Yeah, they're trying to make human beings. They call level six. Nightmare Hall. You have aliens experimenting on humans. Humans experimenting on aliens. I guess they're dead, dead carcasses or whatever for the for the humans. You know, I guess they use the genetics. It's amazing. They're back. They're back to the. They're back to Dolce. Dolce. 
She must have got too close for comfort to get into the near the mountains. It looked from from above. It looks like it looks like they have a fence around it. You know what I saw of it. What's going on? The bottom ones. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's really dark. Nightmare Hall. This is where all the genetic experimentation is occurring, where they fuse animals and humans together. They got something else. They, they try to make monsters, monsters out of humans. In what the body parts in that morphed human beings in cages. Absolutely. It just seems like it's unreal to make make an animal and a human. They they must have had the alien technology to try to do this. According to what this gentleman's saying on on my screen here. Corporate complex is actually about thirty to forty years ahead of us. That means that at the time when these came out, chances are they were successfully fusing humans and other animals together as a precursor to what we're seeing now. Wow, what amazing, isn't that? Growing a human ear on can, mouse, That's just yeah, that's that one so thing. Test subjects are housed at level five. They're taken in. The experiments are done on level six. Then they're transported to level to, seven. To this is the horrific jail. Jails. There's cages down there for mutant uh, animals. These were half men, half other animals. Can you believe it? Something escaped. There was like Bigfoot or something like that. The small grays. You're saying there are terrestrial reptilians now. That's amazing. Got to get back to it. This is getting interesting. And there are gray aliens down there. Gray aliens. And there are humans who are willingly helping to perform. Perform. Yeah. How about human? Yeah. How about with, with humans? Yeah. Human. Yeah, because some people are just cold. It can be cold. So cold that it makes you know, you make you puke. Yourself, do you dare risk doing research on mice where if you could use a human being, you could advance your research by 30 years? I just want to think about right now is there a base? Is it possible? back in June 11th, 1972, in the LA Times, the there was a firefight corporation? He said that in 1972, the government had the technology to excavate tunnels oh, okay. across the They had a firefight. One of them were having a firefight. The aliens were on the mountain. And now, I guess FBI, F, uh, CIA, and, and other law enforcement officers did a battle with aliens. And, and obviously, they got together somehow in peace. And now they're in all these cadavers, maybe, I hope. It'll be an experiment on by also aliens or organs. Thermonuclear. You know what it takes to melt a rock. You can see it with the lava coming from a volcano. Thousands and thousands of degrees. They're saying they had a machine to do it. There's no excavation of materials that are needed. The rock penetrates, cracks, and presses liquid molten glass up through a lining all the way around. Wow. In the early 1970s, there are plans for a network of underground tube shuttles. 
There are tube shuttle systems leading out of the base. All over. All over the world. Or all over the United States. In order for me to even tunnel them tunnel. Something, man. Something. Something. It's incredible the idea of uh, tunnels going across the United States, going all over the place. Revelations from John Rose are certainly exploring. Just letting you hear some of what he's saying. But as an investigator, I have to entertain other possibilities. I have to look at what else could be happening at the Delta so we will meet the oh, well, they have six levels of this mountain. It, it doesn't look like it, but it does have an air, small airstrip. Uh, it's got a, a helicopter pad, and it's also got vents coming from down in the... Uh, that could be disguised as a mine shaft, because I've worked, worked guarding uh, these things. Yeah, mine, mine shaft... Um, Exhaust. And their biggest, their biggest two-story houses. And steel. That smacks to me of some kind of a cover-up. What were they trying to hide? What were they trying to hide? The fact that there's, there's a. Yeah. And for the fetuses, I mean, to, to create life, alien life. All cows, these are cows that were mutilated. They took pictures of them. There's no, no fetus, no, no innards on a female dead on the ground. It's excellent. That's what he does. Physical evidence. That's what I. That's what I do. Um, I give it to you, straight, and I give you the idea. Of you want to believe? Go ahead, believe what you want to believe. Coming up on three nineteen. Marching the cattle ahead of time. And then they take uh, the lymph nodes out of them. The lymph nodes were consistent from each mutilation. I wonder what they can use them for. To kind of confuse people. And what about this argument that it's just coyotes? That's what I thought. Or some wild animal that's killing the cattle. Coyotes don't work, yes, they're doing testing on cattle, and he it's, witnessed, it's very apparent because he's found... He witnessed, uh, might be one of his mutilations. He, he got away with a lot of stuff that um, he's still not in jail. Were your people able to ever figure out what this research is about? We suspect that it's, it's not this cool. It's not the extraterrestrial... He, he's good. He's good at um, you know stepping back and saying I can't uh, I can't divulge what uh, the government tells me or or else that's probably what it is or else. Consequences. It might be death. We're taking pictures of a lot of helicopter activity in the area. 
helicopters landing on top of the helipad up on the thing. I think that if there was some kind of secretive organization operating here, they wouldn't have a, a huge uh, uh, emblem or logo on the side of their helicopter. The aliens are so advanced in technology. Why do we leave all these physical evidence behind? This guy always wears his, his shades inside and out. Becoming a character just like Jason Hawes and Grant Wilson. So they named theirs UFO hunters. So why not? Yeah, they couldn't do the. I guess the dead. Look at that. They they made a drawing of a fetus. Oh, this is not a. This is not a. It's an alien head, elongated. Like I said before, it's elongated and unbelievable. Un unbelievable. Yeah, well, it was mutilated. Full inside is gone. Cleaned out. Gabe Valdez is giving us a whole new approach to the cattle mutilations he investigated. His investigation told him these were not extraterrestrials at all. We actually saw military helicopters over these mutilations. Ten days ago. <laughs> They bring these mutilations in there from yeah, cow, from the cow. They they need that because a 42-inch long uh, takes to give birth to an alien, alien slash human. Yeah, that's what they need. Forty-two. That's why they, they need a, a cow, cow fetus to carry it, a cow womb, whatever you want to. It's amazing. If you can hear most of what what I'm saying, I don't want to get it too loud so I can hear my commentary. It's an abort. It's an aborted fetus, but in by itself. And it's alien head, an ear. This open when we found it? Yeah, it was open. These are amazing photographs, and it's incredible that this kind of evidence was even left behind. But I'm still not convinced that this is the result um, of some sort of. He wouldn't have known. He wouldn't know. He stole all this. I guess he's allowed to have it until, yeah. until such a time. Yeah, it's it, it's got an elongated head, ears. It's small. It has. Didn't see the arms, but I see. Uh, there is a there is a facial features. Look at the ear. That's a ear. Yeah, that's a ear. It's a ear of the human. What happened with the ears? We took and had to analyze. It was very confusing to the veterinary. They thought it was a cow. It's not. That they were pregnant. So this just looks like some crazy genetic experiment gone completely wrong. Nuts. Right. Madness. This is madness. I mean, I wouldn't say that. There are cows born with eight legs, two faces. I mean, this could just be some sort of mutation. That's what you, that's what they're, that's what that's he's cool. thinking. They have cards, I would say, acute deformity. Where do you have a human-shaped head on a cow? A human-shaped head on a cow? Oh, so that's not really a the bit. The bottom is not really a um, body of a. It's the body of a. Human on the head of a on the head of a. Try to skip this here real quick. Did you ever 
Silver being distracted. It has an ear that was grown on a mouse. Another Frankenstein. That's what the. That would require some sort of facility to operate out of. If that's the case, Dulce, New Mexico is still a prime candidate for this underground base. Yeah, because of the mountains. You can put you have to bore into the mountains from the side. Because they were scared. A flying saucer landed right on right on the mountainside where the radio tower and the uh, vents are. It's all over. It's all over the place again. The base of Archuleta Mesa to meet with archaeologist Garth Baldwin to discuss the geological makeup of the mesa and see if it's even possible that an underground base could be built here. This is our UFO special. With USO hunters, UFO hunters. They have to probably. I'm going to move up here a little bit so we can. That's much too fragmentary for any kind of drilling or anything else. It makes clear around the base of the mesa, and even Richard, our guide, who's taking us up here. We just moved ahead a few minutes to sell all these people that are on an Indian reservation actually saw saw these discs, these planes, these everything, uh, how, how these, these things bored through a, making a heat in the rock to super... Melt, melting down. Listen to eyewitness testimony, and you've seen credible evidence. Credible pictures. Pictures are worth a thousand words, and they got documents to to back up that claim. They went to Sulphur Springs, I believe the name of it was, where all the congressmen, the uh, the senators, the um, Figureheads of state, Secretary of State, and President. It's a fallout. It's amazing. And they're back on. They went from the Mesa here in Dolce. Dolce. Dolce, uh, New Mexico, near Albuquerque, and not too, not too far from. Uh, Area 51. It's one of the best kept secrets where, where this place was. It's not, it was under a hotel. And after 1961, it was done. And they, they closed it down. What you ought to do is give it for, and give it for tours. Somehow I got off. facility and point out all the features that make this facility so important to us. It's amazing just how this how this, this can be. Hotel, this property has a tremendous history. We tremendous history. Resort to 1778, 6,500 acres. 6,500 and then under there they Standing built a bunker a for if there was a nuclear holocaust the all the congress, somewhere. the senators Believe would it. be late, yeah. Built. The 
construction was from 1958 1961. And on top of the bunker, that means Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy might have stayed there or, or inspected it or one of them Best choices way to above. Keep a secret, hide it in plain sight. They hid it in plain sight. And they're going down into a stairs. It's a beautiful hotel. Beautiful hotel. Everything's all white. And they're at a double. They're at a double door. You're going to be amazed at what you'll see. I wonder what's. I mean, you're not talking about these doors right here. Watch your fingers. Behind this wall, this thick wall is 18 inch thick. Oh, 18 ton. That is 18 inches thick because it looks. It looks to be about 18. Double double concrete door with uh, metal all around it. Once the decision would have been made to seal the bunker, there would have been no way to get in. I wonder if there's an explosion that would stop, you know, stop anybody, any army from trying to get in there to kill, kill the officials. I'm sure they thought of everything. My wife had, you know, top secret security, and she, I don't know if she's th seen things that she can't talk about because she signed a waiver form. They hold that waiver form against you. You start blabbing around, you know. You better, you better hide somewhere fast, because they're they're going to get you. Thousands of people have been in here, but they didn't know they were actually in a part of the bunker. This room was used for exhibits, medical exhibits, it's amazing. Uh, book exhibits, parties. When the time came that the government had to continue, what did this room become? The room would have been subdivided into twenty-four offices. For the support staff of Congress. Well, these congressmen would have had, I guess, have their support staff. So, if this is how they survive a nuclear holocaust, wow. They have bunk beds for kids. They have food, up to 60 days of food, and about up to 60 days of uh, diesel fuel for the, uh, to run the turbines in the, the motor. Somebody walking through the hotel. Repairman. I think he must be on his way to the secret facilities. We did wonder about some of those television. Tele exactly. <laughs> Techni technicians is what they were, and some of them were probably workers, for, for, you know, for the congressman. Some of them, you know. Now we know they were spending. They opened this thing, and a missile come out. Missile come out on the into a pad onto a pad. I guess, you know, to protect the uh, people in the West Virginia, Sulphur Springs um, government. Uh, you go down this aisle, there's aisles and aisles of... Uh, miles and miles of nowhere, and in there, and down below... Nobody knew. This is called Sulphur Springs, so my memory served me right. Let you listen to some of it. The, the tourist lady. So that's three years it might have taken to actually build a 
facility to replace this. Unless there are other facilities Oh, so, so it's called Greenbrier, the, the hotel where it's laying. And underneath is concrete bunker for everybody, you know, for everybody in Congress. There's, you're looking at the vent. They take tours down there, so it's not so secret anymore. I wonder if they actually, well... <laughs> It's wide open. They probably have a facility. This could, that thing uh, they could make it a hotel. They ought to make it in rooms. Yeah, where's the? Watching an episode of UFO Hunters, um, there are four episodes of underground alien bases on season three, episode two. It's normally on the History Channel, but it's on YouTube where I'm narrating it from for you guys. First hand witnesses. They, they all can't, you know, they come from different, they come from the Indian River, but. They do different part, different things in life: teaching, truck driving. Shown pictures. He's showing actual photos. Then what is it? That's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to fuse the uh, humans with a, a race that they just recently discovered. They thought it was just modern, modernizing the hotel. No, because it, it goes back to the 1780s. All, all once they were digging, they were digging under the uh, under the hotel. Well, in commentary, um, if that is true, what's going on? They should be arrested for you know killing animals for cruelty for one. Sorry about the. I mean, we've all seen the commercials. Try and turn this on if I can. But um, what's all? What's all seen? Strangest. Yes. Yes. This was actually a good one too. But um, we won't bore you with every, all the details and just shove you know UFO facts down your throat. I took all the information to tell you that uh, what this is and what this is what is it fact or fake? That's all I can tell you. Is it fact or fake? Till we meet again, people, sleep tight. Welcome to Paranormal Things. I'm your host Keith. Um, coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're doing Ghost Hunters uh, episode. I'm going to narrate to you. And 
kind of tell you what's going on from, from here. Garden the Garden Arts Center London, is what the new, as you can hear, New London, Connecticut. This is uh, episode uh, 11, uh, season 11. They only won, they only went 11 seasons. They're going to tell you what's going on. Steve Tango, <laughs> Dave Tango, Steve Gonsalves, hey, hey, and um, Jason. Jason Haas. Nice to meet you too. Hi, Steve. Hey, Steve. I'm Dave. Hi, Dave. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. How many people can you see? 1,432. 1,400 people. What's the history of this place? Thomas Wheeler. Thomas Wheeler had a mansion house. 1831. He was a prominent member of society. He was a congressman. And he was part of the start of the whaling community here. And, and what if there's tragedy? Because of that. Well, they After killed he whales for their oil. Generations lived in the mansion. Lived in the mansion. It's a Victorian one. era house. The mansion was torn down in 1925, and then in 19. They made a movie theater out of it. It was like vaudeville and film and stuff like that. Remember that there were some like the Three Stooges, that things like that. How Jolson. Yeah, of the Williams. Thomas Wheeler Williams had nine children. Five of them died before the age of 22. Did they actually die on the property here, or yes. were they just back then? They were just laid out in the house. Right. So you guys have been having a lot of try to turn weird this things down so you can hear my commentary. Voices, uh, voices lights, uh, people sitting in the seats. Uh, they use um, EVP players. They use uh, EVP listeners. Uh, Beams, beams of light to try to, that if something that's not there is there, it'll detect it by setting off an alarm. This is Paranormal Things. Uh, I apologize for the uh, interludes of uh, commercials, but I can't turn them off for some reason or another. But I'm going to move on as soon as the three seconds from now. Inhale and exhale. Big hell, inhale, like exhale. He said, "He don't want to bother, bother them, so they're gonna, they're gonna renovate it one more time." Near the projection booth. In the projection, I guess somebody died. This is Ray Hathaway. He projectionist. He's an eyewitness to to a ghost. He's saying there's nobody there whenever things happen. In the projection room. Who was kind of sitting in a chair, kind of slumped over. An older gentleman. Has anybody else seen that same gentleman? I mean, there are other. That was Steve Gonsalves questioning the, um, the manager of the um, movie theater. And this is another witness. I don't know if she's a projectionist or server or what, but she's telling you about. They were terrified. She was terrified to find out what, what he was seeing. She runs across and plays. People she has balloons. It looks like it's a, a gir little girl so with balloons uh, running across the Honestly, back of the uh, theater up in the upper. Seems like everything stage. happens in the upper. We have a doorway up in our upper, grid, which is the yeah, tower of the. Uh, and there will be banging of a door. Be banging of a door. There's nobody there. Charlotte Fields, this is a, a, an employee who's an eyewitness. And she hears banging on the upstairs. Plagued by various lighting issues during 
and that flash off just like in the last uh, 60 lights went out administration building garden center garden art center speaking speakeasy it just it when she, yeah he doesn't like being working alone because of the ghosts and I, you can understand that because it, yeah, he, that's his first question what are they going to accomplish what are they going to accomplish hopefully prove that there's life ever, ever after which I believe is, is there maybe they don't cross over in the light or they just like where they're at it's crazy they have access anywhere they want to go Catwalk, it's, it's old and rickety. That's over the stage, and they've got they got uh, things all set up. He's trying to tell them what's out there. Little girl that witnessed this. His daughter is Samantha. Is a school teacher. And they interviewed her, you know, while they were still, you know, in season, you know, on on TV. J.K.J. K. McCormick, K.J. Sorry, K.J. McCormick. Perry, Jason Hawes is talking now. They got all the equipment. They got hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment. Spectral camera, which can cut through darkness and show show you what it's panoramic they set up their own equipment they don't have they don't have production people and they the production people just hold the hold the camera and follow them around safe like like if a guy's on a ladder they're not going to get pushed off by uh, an entity of some kind here we go again. UNICEF, UNICEF. Give to UNICEF. Yeah, I can I can agree with that one. But they're going to have this during the show. I mean, you have to move ahead to cut it down. I want to do a 10-minute, ten, ten really uh, you know. So we want to really get in there, set up, and, and just start investigating. I'm in the administration building at the Guard Arts Center, and I'm in the second hallway outside the door where the ladder is, where the man fell and was supposed to Yeah, this it so was meant to echo whenever the they perform on stage, where they have a movie theater, I guess, on, on one side. And there are a few things that are unique. We must be on. We must be on. Um, Daily mode, yeah, it's, it has a chance, has a way to stop. We have technical, technical difficulty all the time, but we do all right. I found something on the EVP player that I don't want to play just yet. People talking in the background, and it's not a radio, it's not a TV, I don't know what it is. We're at eight minutes and three seconds of our... Uh, podcast yeah. here. Uh, we have, uh, Someday we'll have a, uh, this is 
a guest to try to, you know, debunk what's going on in, in ghost, uh, ghost hunts. Don't do a ghost hunt on your own. Uh, do it in broad daylight if you're going to do it. Don't go into old houses in broad daylight or night because you can fall through an old floor or something. And you're in a world of hurt if, you, if you're screaming, yelling for help. And you're like in the woods in an old house. It's just one of them things. You just got to be careful. He's, just, he's describing right now where his cameras are. Uh, Steve Tang, Dave Tango, I keep, keep forgetting his name. He's explaining what's going on. It's 1.38 here. I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Beautiful day out. Blue sky. Do some yard work today. For everybody who needs to do yard work, do some yard work today. I'm an anchor FM. Should have gotten some balloons. Now, if they see little girl with balloons, they're going down. The they're going down in the balcony. You see what the, the see what they're in. They're, I guess they're using thermal light, or oh, must be some kind of spectrum light because everything's purple around it. I would think so. They're up on the second floor or third floor of the balcony. Giving you an idea what what the investigation's all about. Turn is up there more look. than one person in here with us? Give you an idea. I'll keep quiet for a few minutes, not minutes, but a few seconds here. Let you know. Anybody in here know Mr. This is Williams? how they go about doing an investigation. They're listening to what they hear is noises. There's nobody else in the building except except for them too. If you're out there, want to play a game, maybe push down one of the seats on the chairs, make a noise. You do it, and we got to point in the direction it came from. We'll have to move ahead here pretty soon. Time is of the, the essence here. I'm streaming with my phone today. How about at the count of three? UNICEF. Give to UNICEF. I, I can agree with that one. Those are just advertisements for themselves. About at the count of three. One. You're going to push down on the seat. Three. Oh. No, there was a, there was like a noise. Sound like a chair being pushed down. Getting back to, you know, narrating for you. Garden Center in uh, Connecticut. Three hours into the investigation, they're trying to make a noise. And this is what you hear. This is Ghost Hunters uh, Season 11, Episode 11, Haunting of the Garden. Three. Here's a... Sound like a chair. It did sound like the seat of a chair. Maybe. Let's move ahead on the investigation here. 
Samantha Hogg has a um, PvP player, and he's, she's trying to do an EVP. Uh, Is there anybody in here? That's Electro Voice Phenomenal. Hey, her partner too. Benedetti. We think you may have met our friends. They were in here a little while ago talking to you. I'm just letting you listen how a professional we does understand it. understand someone from the Roman I said Samantha family Hawes, she's a school here. teacher, but she spends Thomas, the summers hunting ghosts with her dad. in one of the seats, can you make a really loud noise? Is this entertainment? Is this fact or fake? I leave it up to you to believe or not to believe. I don't shove it down your throat. If there is a child in here, could you tell us your name? The gentleman who used to do the lighting for the theater, are you here? Is she? If they could see through that camera, which is thermal light, and it detects cold around it and a heat signature, which could be a specter or a ghost. Jason Hollows, the catwalk area. And of course, Steve being scared of heights, my cameraman followed me. I'm going to fly in an airplane. I'm, I'm not afraid of the airplane, but I'm afraid of the closed in space. Crap. What is that stuff? We're oh. up on the third a... floor where the vents are. Ugh. There's nothing I can do to stop this. Quiet. The reason why it's quiet is because there's advertisement. Uh, the commentary, um, they're trying to find specters from what they witnessed was um, ghosts. And I bring you paranormal things like ghosts and yetis and um, Bigfoot and UFOs and other such things like that. He's Jason Hawes. He's climbing all the way. He, these guys, uh, some of them are totally fearless, fearless, like uh, Josh Gates on uh, Destination Truth and other programs he has. Um, he fearless. One of the small, he's big guy and he's small, fits in small holes and Sound things. Like I'm claustrophobic and I could, I couldn't crawl into something small. I'm an investigator myself. I do okay, cemeteries during broad daylight because I'm by myself. Used to have a a group called uh, Ghouls and Ghosties. Paranormal group, and I don't have it no more because my daughter left for college, and her friend left for college. Somebody threw a bottle. How does a bottle get knocked over? When there's only one person in the entire place. London, Connecticut. Card Art Center. Projectionist. It's a movie theater. It's also a performing arts theater. Someone threw someone threw it. Here's your flashlight. What was that? I don't know. But I definitely caught that. Oh. Looks like a board moved. There's a board that's just leaning the thing. With something glass. How would it fall? Was it over here when you hit the board? No. Yeah, it definitely wasn't over there. I would have seen it. I looked down right there. How can that roll unless unless the floor is gonna shatter? That's my only problem. 
I don't think that was the sound. Yeah, yeah I don't think it was either. Like when I first initially heard it, it sounded like Kendall Whitman Ten uh, was a camera operator at the time. Was, this could be before 2016 or around 2016. They have so many, so many thousands of dollars worth of equipment. All I got is one suitcase full of starting equipment. <laughs> I bought. I finally went off and bought myself a digital recorder, which I'm going to use in a cemetery investigation. We'll we'll do that too. We'll do a cemetery investigation. Try to narrate what I'm doing. You know, laying a EVP player on a tombstone and hopefully get some kind of feedback from beyond. That's all I can tell you. Believe what you want to believe. I don't shove it down your throat. My name's Dustin. I'm going to try to speak with you and communicate with you however we can. There's a lot of seats in this theater. We don't know where you're at. So if you'd like to maybe pull down one of the seats and let it go back up so we can hear that. It's an we ongoing series called Paranormal Thing. I'm Keith. I bring it to you. Seats. Yeah, I do it on a couple apps, and not only the apps, but I do so record here, here at the studio of uh, Anchor the FM. I don't know his first name, Perry, but the other guy is named KJ McCormick. They did the last season of uh, Ghost Hunters, and before it went, you try and call out. it went dead, and so we know where you are. Uh, now it's uh, back on again. I think on Wednesdays. There'll be something called Ghost Nation. We may have to pull ahead here because the go Ghost Hunters is coming to a close. I'm streaming here with um, my phone. So, 30 seconds for a commercial. Try to move ahead here a little bit. Maybe go to the analysis. So listen to what they have, what uh, Dave Tango has to say. He passes away, and all of a sudden they start having lighting issues. Uh, he's just, that's his way of saying, hey, I'm still here. It's a quite, quite the coincidence. i got a story so, about my mother real um, quick. Uh, my mother passed away, and things, things in the house started to blow out. Glass uh, breaker switches, um, Things like that, and I think that's way what what he mentioned that something could be. So loud there. Hope you can hear my narrations above. But uh, shared the Benedetti's. One of them. Oh my God. Guess it stopped right there. Remind me never to use. Inside the building. And even cars driving by a few streets over. I mean, we could hear the radios. Wow. I know Jay and Steve had, uh, you know, some things happen to them. And I have them here. They were backstage. Yeah, backstage. So backstage and at one point had made their way to this this area here with the ladders going up into the rigging. I wanted you guys to take this a listen. the analysis. Oh, These guys are funny evidence. He went yeah. clean to the top of the. It was just a. It's just like a voice or something. 
right? So I think in that clip it was hard to hear because you know obviously I heard a clip. I think it was part of the air conditioning unit that was running. Yeah, there's a voice there. They can't, they can't, can't prove it. It's a voice. It could be somebody talking downstairs. And then from there, he's looking into more of the rigging that's above the stage and everything like that. And he heard the voice again. We're going to move ahead to the reveal where he's telling us where a lot of people claim to see that little girl with the blue I'll let you listen to this a little bit. Hearing footsteps, voices, and they got it on recording. Jason was, there, was up on the is, that, is it fact or fake? Or are they footsteps? So even beyond that, when you get up to the top ladder, there's a landing, and then there's another ladder that sees up again. While we were up there, I was there with my cameraman Kendall, and there was a female or a child voice which just came out of nowhere. I can't tell what it is, but it was. They said it was a female voice. Yeah, it was. It was, it was neat. But it's it was inc it was incredible. I got my EVP player and we're going to analyze it myself and see what we're going on. Again, I'm still up in the same area with my cameraman, uh, Kendall, and there's a loud bang. I want to get your take on what you think it sounds like, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Pretty soon it'll be time to eat my lunch, which I'm two hours over. I'm Keith, your host for Paranormal sounds Things. Like sounds like metal. Okay. Or Hinker FM. Someday we'll have to get a gift. Huh? This is actually my fourth like recording. No, it's an episode within sound. himself. They hear. You can almost hear that initial impact with a sort of a glass breaking sound, uh, but this bulb yeah, is completely yeah. intact. <sighs> Somehow a bulb it flew on and down. The cameraman and Jason Hart was the only two in the place. What they do is they, they well, everybody waits outside while two people do an investigation. And when they do an investigation, all the lights are off, and there's no one in, in there that can possibly have knocked that bulb over. People seeing things, but also there's a hypersensitivity to it where people experience paranoia, nausea, fatigue, hallucinations. So it could be one of both, but through the activity we caught, it definitely seemed like something with some sort of an intelligence was here because it was... He believed it's haunted. Jason believed off-camera off and Steve Gonsal. They were skeptics. They didn't believe like Grant Wilson and the rest of them did. You know. of trying to figure out who's exactly here, why they're here. Unfortunately, the only thing we can sort of make any connection with is, is the light bulb and, and perhaps the uh, lighting guy that, that passed away but i'm not sure if we're reaching there to try to make a story that is lunch here pretty soon honestly i think it was a great investigation we had a good time and we caused some neat activity what do you think that is really cool. yeah yeah well you need anything we're uh we're only 20 minutes away. 20 minutes, so yeah. They're down the road. They're up the road in uh, Rhode Island. This was a blast. Thank you for having us. Thanks for watching. The main reason we called Tops out was for lighting issues and other things that might hamper our renovations in the future. And I think now, knowing that uh, they do what they had to do, kind of happy that I don't think we're going to have any problems going forward. Well, I'm going to cut you off here. Uh, this is Anchor FM. This is Paranormal Things signing off. Again, until then, sleep tight.